gentlemen, and welcome. Welcome. Come on in. It is time. It's that time. It's Beyond the Panel, Winnipeg's premier comic book show. Uh, I am joined today by the effervescent, ever-exuberant Curtis Mensforth. Curtis, how are you? I am splendid, and I am happy to be here today. And I am also joined, as always, by uh, Braden Hafachuk. I think I finally got that right. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Dandy and exhausted. Exhausted? Why are you tired? School, man. School. Yeah. Yeah. I think you all got that problem. And everything. Just uh, and joined today uh, for a very special episode um, by Simon. Hey there. I, I, I'm not in school, so I'm not tired from school. Simon, what, uh, what show do you run? I run this great show yesterday, so you just missed it, called Game Over. Well, I'm also on TV Talkers. You can go, however, and pick it up. Oh, by all means, via like on Facebook and listen uh, to the podcast on demand. Yeah, oh yeah. So go check that you out. You guys tried the new app? Well, it's slick. It no, gives you like I have little, not tried the new app. My phone doesn't little, have enough space. Gives you a little heads up when your Ooh. show is about to start. That's awesome. Nice. Which is good because if you're always running behind like I am, then you can be like, <laughs> "Hey, you're almost late." <laughs> well, that's no, good. see, I'm always here early, so I don't got to worry about that. So we're always prepared. Yeah. Right. Um... So obviously, seeing as how we have a video game expert in the studio with us today, our topic, the, house. the topic of today's game, of today's games is games. <laughs> the topic of today's shows is the video games. Um, stuff that we liked, stuff that we didn't like, you know, um, I don't know what to call it, Frig. Um, <laughs> like, let's just get nostalgic about it, right? Like, we've all, we've all played our share of games, and I'm sure, like, playing... So one of the best things about video games is that it gives you agency over a situation, right? Like, it sticks you into a story and lets you choose and have agency over said story. And we've all grown up reading comic books, loving comic books, enjoying them. And so being able to have agency over some of our favorite characters... Yeah, I guess it's just being able to it's one put of the yourself coolest, in that world, right? It's one of the coolest things, isn't it? It's so amazing. So, like... And occasionally it's really awful because they get it all wrong. It, it can be. Um, so I guess kind of that's just what we wanted to talk about today. We just wanted, we've had a hard time with exams. Well, most of us. Sorry, Simon. Uh, over the last little while. Trust me, real life isn't better. So stick with the school thing as long as you can. Correct. Uh, the real world sucks. So we just kind of wanted to relax and reminisce for a little bit about some of the most fun things we've, or least fun things we've done in, in comic book video games, where people can find good games or bad games or whatever the heck you want. Right. So where did you guys want to, where did you guys want to start? I feel like a good place to start is the current, like the newest Arkham games, right? Like Yeah, I guess like a, we'll start with like what's most readily available, like what people can, can right? check out, like that's easy to, to get into. So, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, um, the new Arkham games, there's, what, four of them, Simon? Yeah, there's four. Uh, I guess including Origin, but... Do we I count? Mean, we, I can, I'm counting it. It's yeah, fine. I mean, o- Origin was interesting. It it wasn't as good as, like, the, the core three, but well, it was... Well, I don't I Like, I didn't particularly enjoy Arkham Knight that much. I think or- Arkham Knight is the weakest of the three, with Asylum probably still being the best. I'd say City was Although yeah. some would say City, but I mean... There's different so games, though, because, like, Asylum is basically you're playing, like, a sort of a Metroid game, right? You're going from, like, dungeon to dungeon, where a city is an open world. So it's just whatever they provide style you prefer. two completely different feels, right? Yeah, I think so, City has much better game mechanics overall. I mean, it still runs on the same engine. I just, with, with Asylum, it delivers, in my opinion at least, it delivers a much better story-based narrative. You are able to interact in meaningful ways with uh, each individual villain. And because, like... 
the game pushes you through in a certain direction, in a certain way, it can set up, the developers were able to set up every single encounter exactly how they wanted you to come into them and encounter them when they exactly they wanted you to do it. Mm-hmm. So they could construct a really interesting, unique narrative. And so it felt very much like playing through a comic of Batman, right? Like, I feel like that just felt like playing through a collected volume of a Batman of, it, of it's Batman. so spot on in its it's so good portrayal of like Batman's world and like what it's like to be him having to have like multiple threats happening at once and you have to like choose like who do I want to save and especially you know? especially like how he interacts specifically with certain villains. I mean that Scarecrow bit in Asylum mm-hmm. is some of the best designed video game they, leveling they I've ever seen. Incredible design work. It's so right? good. Um, however, with City, it provides a completely different experience because it's this huge sandbox, right, where you are basically taking, like, trying to save an entire island worth of people, uh, as well as yourself. Um, you come across com- a completely different feeling uh, when you are attempting to go from point on the map to point on the map to building to building to deal with all of these different crises that are going down, you are also getting, like, all of these radio waves of people struggling you are getting you are seeing like individual pockets of people getting like beat up yeah it gives a much more helpless feeling what i can only imagine it would feel like to be batman on any given night oh exactly like what do i do you know yeah so whereas arkham asylum puts us in like a batman story a city really makes us feel like uh batman himself because we are traveling all over we're coming across crimes that we weren't aware of beforehand and putting them to an end so I mean, don't get me like for that reason because they are two. They are delivering on two completely different experiences. I enjoy them both equally for completely different reasons. I think they are, you know, it's it's like trying to compare. It's they're both Batman games, but in terms of the experience, they're both attempting to deliver mm-hmm. apples and oranges. I yeah. think what what puts for me, I, City is slightly higher for me because of the ending. You guys remember like the ending? Yeah, is, yeah. The story. So I don't know. Do you guys impeccable. like? Do you guys do spoilers in the show? Yeah. Well, I mean, it came on like 2012. It, so it's I'm a sure few it's years well. old, yeah. so I think so if you, you didn't don't play know. It, if you didn't play it by now, that's on you. But the ending where they have the whole, it just, it was the perfect, and this is why I kind of wish we had taken a break from Joker in all media for a while, yeah. because they just I nailed agree. it so well. Mm-hmm. Like they had the Dark Knight, and then they had that. They nailed them both so well. They have the thing where, of course the Joker's going to stab Batman. Of course he's going to do it. Of course the Joker's going to ruin his own plan. But then Batman says to him, you know, after everything you, you want to know, or I'll get the line right, would you like to know something funny? After everything you did, I still would have saved you. And then Joker dies going, actually, that is pretty funny. That's the perfect way to end the story between those two characters. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce, uh, yeah, like, Bruce Wayne as a character and, like, the Joker, it's such a such a fundamental relationship, and I do feel like they they nailed such a good ending. And I I would have to say, with that in mind, City would City would be a little bit higher than Asylum. But I feel that Knight does a great job following that up. Because, like, the Joker is gone, but he still exists as that fear inside Batman's head. And we see that he's ju- he's not just another foe that Batman's dealt with over the years. He is, like, his arch enemy, and, like, he is still reeling from all of his mm-hmm. battles with Joker and just his fear that he'll end up like the guy. That part was okay. The, I mean, the lack of real boss battles. Like, oddly enough, yeah. we, we kind of crapped on Origins. Origins probably had the best boss battles because if you face, like, for example, Deathstroke. Yeah, that Deathstroke, Deathstroke, Deathstroke fight. fight. That's probably the most realistic that Batman fight, fight too was pretty scary. in any of them. My and biggest... Whereas Origins, basically, the boss fights are Origins all right, night. You're just running away from stuff in the Batmobile. Yeah, um... Um, I also felt like a lot of the boss fights in in both uh, in both Asylum and like I mean not not all of them 
but certainly a decent chunk of the ba- boss fights in both asi- especially asylum when when it's you know all the bane soldiers or whatever the heck mm-hmm. like it's incredibly easy to deal with that it's the same boss fight like eight or nine times in that game you throw the batarang you dodge to the side you let him run into the even wall even the final boss in asylum yeah yeah this, so the the final boss for asylum was like that too which i guess is kind of the most disappointing in- because it also had incredible boss battles, like the Poison Ivy uh, battle and oh, Mr. Yeah. Freeze. That the was Freeze great. battle yeah, was yeah. was incredible, oh, yeah. and the Scarecrow battle was insane as well. Like when you're trying to like stealth around and sneak and stuff, and and like, oh, you know my my favorite part of the Scarecrow one, you guys probably remember it, is just before the boss fight where you walk into the, like the morgue and all the things are popping on, like get yeah. out, get out, get out, and every like part of your video game core is going. If they want me to get out, that means I have to stay in. But the right thing to do is get out. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> that was such a clever little bit of uh, game design. Actually, yeah. Actually, just to bring one point is, anybody else know that, like, over the course of the game series, it got less and less, like, air quote, silly? It became, like, more realistic because, especially with, as far as uh, Venom in the first game, like, those guys became almost, like, cartoonishly, like, filled with, like, tumors of muscle and everything. But then as it goes to the rest of the game, like, by Origins, he's just, like, a naturally bulky guy, even with Venom and everything. It's just, it, it goes away from, like, Paul Dini remained writer, but it's like, it just kind of lost, like, that feel of the Batman animated mm. series where it came, became more and more realistic. And I, I don't know. I think that kind of bothers me. I like I like my comic book stuff to be kind of cartoon. <laughs> oh, yeah, top, I do. Right? I, pr- I do prefer the art style of Arkham Asylum where it's just, like, they know what they're drawing their source material from. One thing I didn't necessarily like was the change in uh, Harley Quinn's attire. Um, I'm not exactly a big fan of her new I costume. Guess, I guess uh, Asylum is responsible for, like, modern-day Harley look, right? Like, yeah. she, for the longest time, she had that jester suit from, like, the 90s cartoon. And I guess it was the Arkham series that, like, Put her in her a miniskirt her, yeah. and, a, and a crop top. Yeah, and that's, that costume has now been her kind of default costume. We haven't seen her in, in her, like, original suit yeah. since since then, I guess. I didn't really thought of that, but that's a good point. I'm not, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not necessarily like a fan of it. Like, for me, it's just way too much of an over sexualization of the whole entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The whole. En- <laughs> well, it's like that's even developed in her personality in the comics as well, because it's like if you compare the Harley Quinn in like the Suicide Squad books to her in Hush, they're, just, they're two completely different characters. And Correct. That's, that's reflective in their yeah. costumes and that now. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I don't don't get me wrong. Like good character development is one thing, but it didn't. It never really felt like good character development to me. Hmm. You know, I don't know. Anyways, um, so obviously those games were great, and if you guys can pick them up and grab them, then like obviously pick them up and grab on them. Steam. Yeah, I got uh, I got all three. Like I didn't get Night because it was relatively new, but I got all three on Steam like for a Christmas sale last year for like fifteen bucks total. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, no, That's if insane. you on Steam, they when you get them on sale, they they go incredibly cheap because they're one year older now. I I can't see you being able to not. They'll come out in a bundle. You'll be able to get all four of them for oh, yeah. twenty five bucks, probably. Yeah. yeah, which is insane. Like that's like at least sixty hours worth of gameplay. Oh yeah, that's a lot. Easily, easily. I also like. I, I'm a big fan of the Matrix, so I know we're kind of getting away from things. But pl- if you did the challenge mode in Arkham City and you played as Nightwing. I'm pretty sure that's the best Matrix game we'll ever play. Because <laughs> you could just, like, he kind of looks like Neo. He's in the black suit. I mean, he's got the sticks or whatever. And I then mean, you can just fight waves upon waves of guys. Maybe feel not, like Neo. Not playing as Neo, but End of the Matrix was a very good game. Yeah. End of the Matrix was absolutely a very good game. But you in play it, as... In its day. You play it hasn't aged well. I haven't played it in a really long time. Can, oh, okay. I was thinking of Matrix Online for a second there. But Enter the Matrix, I hear, was really good as well. Yeah, it's it was a PS2 game. At least I got it for PS2. I think you were able to get it for. I think it was on PC as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a very Max Payne esque game. Like it yeah. had it had the bullet time as well. You picked up ammunition. It was a lot of running away from agents, um, a lot of shooting in bullet time, coming out of cover. I felt its cover mechanics were relatively revolutionary for the time, right? They were bad. I, re- I remember doing the like the run up the guy and kick him in the face move a thousand times. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember doing that. Um, and the the face first dive through the windows as you're spraying bullets all over the place. <laughs> yep. Yep. And like the bullets are coming out of the side of your gun and not making any sense where they're going because it like started to auto-aim once you went into bullet time. Yeah. yeah. It's Good. like even mentioning the PS2. I know that game system was around for a relatively large amount of time. It is the highest selling game system of all time. Oh, of course. We'll see if the Switch but, has anything to say about that. But as far as like the PS2, I think that was almost like the golden age as far as like superhero video games. Because you had so many classics oh, coming PS2 out at the time. PS2 was phenomenal. I mean, we, at what point are we going to talk about Spider-Man 2? Exactly. That's what oh, we are. Well, we are. But yeah. in the context, we're talking about PS2. We're talking about Spider-Man 2. Talking about a Spider-Man game. I feel like the Spider-Man game that came out on the PS2, Ultimate Spider-Man, was just an upgraded version of it. Ooh. Ultimate Spider-Man was very good. I don't know about that. It had it had upgraded, more in-depth swinging mechanics. It had all of the same uh, challenges. It had a much wider villain roster. That double jump. Spider-Man doesn't double jump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't particularly care, though. It's cartoony. It's it's ridiculous. I, I liked the I liked the cell shading in Ultimate Spider-Man. The cell shading was brilliant. Playing as Venom was fun. Playing as Venom was a blast. But yeah. we have to give props to Spider-Man Two for pretty much paving the way for every yeah, that, Spider-Man that's game. Fair. Yeah, I'm not I'm well, not going to slight it. Play, it's I good. Think it was Treyarch? Did you guys play that original like? PS1 yeah. era, like where you're actually swimming from the clouds. Those games were like shockingly good and shockingly funny. Oh, yeah. And then Spider Man 1 was sort of okay. And then Spider Man 2 came out, had no business being as good. But I, like we've talked about it on our show excessively mm-hmm. because Spider Man's my favorite superhero, and I am so hyped. Like cautiously hyped for the for new this, game eh? for this new yeah. one, yeah, because yeah. they haven't, in my opinion, it looks really, really gotten it quite right since. Like Ultimate Spider Man was pretty good. Uh, friend or foe wasn't that bad. Oh, friend or foe. Web of Shadows. Sh- uh, that's sh- the one. That's the one. Friend or foe was not that good. Shattered Dimensions is good. Yeah. Then they had like they put Spider-Man in sort of tunnely games like Shattered Dimensions, where you can play as all the different kinds yeah, of Spider-Man. Yeah, like Spider-Man Noir. But I'm kind, I'm really hoping that they because for me what makes it Spider-Man looks too like good, Arkham Spider-Man. Like that's what the trailers it, have made the game it look. Does like. but mm-hmm. Spider-Man is all about locomotion. Like when, whenever you play any new superhero game, it's all about. Moving like the super. That's why Batman: Arkham City was so good because you could move like Batman. Which is why Spider-Man Two and and um, Ultimate, Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. were so good because the web slinging mechanics and the movement mechanics of Spider-Man were brilliant. Yeah, oh, yeah. and that's like it looks like they've really like uh, what's it? Sucker Punch has really focused on the new one. Sucker Punch are those the ones that did the Sly Cooper games? Yeah, and Ratchet and Clank, I think. Okay, oh, wow. so like it, again. Like, we were kind of even talking about it on TV Talkers with Braden yesterday, but some companies, even if you don't like their games, make high-quality games. Sucker Punch has that reputation for me. So, like, even if it's not the perfect Spider-Man game, those guys don't release bad-quality stuff. Mm. And so that's got me pretty excited. It's at least going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully they, de- they deliver on a good story. Um, it I looks mean, like it might have a good story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the trailer, you can't tell much, granted, but, it's like, my fear is that they're going to anchor themselves so heavily in the MCU. And that's something I don't necessarily want. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the MCU. It's fine and everything. But, like, I want a new, fresh story. I don't want I them to rehash. I think it will because they're using characters that haven't appeared in the MCU, really. Yeah, Mr. Negative. And- yeah, Mr. Yeah. Negative. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mary Jane is in the game, I think. So, yeah, I mean, that's good. I'm excited Which about that, cool. then. Yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, it means I'm probably going to have to buy myself a new console. <laughs> but... 
Man, um, that's the thing with games. They are not cheap. No. Uh-uh. It is a pricey endeavor to be a gamer. Uh, yep, I, I hear that. We are, <laughs> we're looking for a sponsor for Game Over <laughs> because we originally started the show. Like, how long have you guys been at this time slot, by the way? Because I have fond memories of This TV. is going to be the ninth week. Okay, because I have TV Talkers, the show that I was originally on, and I'm still a guest host, was originally here, like Tuesdays at 5.30, so I have fond memories coming in on Tuesdays. Oh, nice. Nice. So it's funny how things kind of work out. You but, should you should get in touch with uh, you should get in touch with James Corba. He might have a deal for you. Oh, he might add, like hook us up with a sponsorship. He to play he, more games. He might he might hook you up with like uh, a game rental company, like that sends you games in the mail. Oh god, that would Ooh. be nice. Because when we originally started over Game Over, it was basically we wanted to have because there's on a there's Game Slackers, which is a great show, but it kind of talks about retro games. I was like, I want to talk about the new cutting edge stuff. The problem with the new cutting edge stuff is it's so expensive. Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. It's brutal. Um. Another really good PS2 uh, game moving into a the like I guess the kind same of older company. Games now, yeah. I mean, we were talking about we were talking about PS2 games. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man is is very good. Spider-Man yeah. Two, obviously, very incredible. A classic. The final boss battle in Spider-Man Two is insane. Oh, the amount yeah. of time I spent trying to beat that was disgusting but it's uh, like it wasn't frustrating you were energized throughout like the whole like 12 hours you'd spend in that boss battle it was well i mean it put the fear of god into you yeah. right like you were <laughs> you were afraid the entire time so it was like a whole pile of adrenaline mm-hmm. i really like like spider-man 2 with mysterio do you guys remember that oh like, that's, like, my, that's the yeah, three bars that go yes. up and then just one punch uh, actually just speaking of kooky world since we were talking about scarecrow like the stadium with Mysterio in Spider-Man 2 is insane. Is a lot of fun. It's so good. Mysterio, Mysterio is my favorite Spider-Man oh, villain. Yeah. Curtis he, knows he's, this. He's a great villain. There are so many things because of his because of his quote unquote power. The things that you can do with him on a villainous level, like it's so insanely good. I just don't understand why we more, need him in a movie. More people need to do stuff with him. Yeah, he's great. I could say my favorite villain, who my favorite Spider-Man villain, who appeared in both the first and the second game, is Shocker. Oh, Shocker! Yeah. And it's like for when, playing that first Spider-Man game of the movie, Shocker kind of paved the way for me and like made me. That's how I view. That's how I viewed all superhero villains for the longest time. Where they're like, okay, boys, let's go rob the bank, and they'd always have like the warehouse either or like yep. the base underground or in like an old warehouse. Mm-hmm. I really, I love Shocker's like art design with the stupid quilted yeah. everything. I hated how his art design was in Ultimate Spider-Man. I don't know. I didn't see what he looked like. He was just Spider-Man. like he was just a dude with like fists. Yeah, he he was metal not fists. as cool. In he that, was not as cool. Mm. Yeah, so like it was. They made Vulture way cooler in Vulture's that. Vulture's awesome. They made Craven. I mean, Craven was already super cool, but they made Craven even cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made Rhino a robot, which was actually really cool. Yeah, that's I an thought. interesting take on Rhino. I remember. Yeah, that. they made it, it was like this little dude literally riding in this huge rhino yeah. robot, and mm-hmm. it was awesome. I guess is that's what the Amazing Spider-Man Two movie took inspiration from. Uh, okay. Yeah, so would have been that. Um, Let's not go there. Yeah, <laughs> but the two fun. villains, the two villains that they made lamer were Shocker and Electro. In, I, I loved. Yeah, how that's they made, a shame. Oh, okay, I they made Electro really, really lame. Yeah, yeah, I remember the Electro design for Ultimate Spider-Man. They they made Shocker kind of lamer in the second Spider-Man, but I loved that. Where it's like he had just kind of become a joke well, character. Well, Sh- Shocker is already a lame Yeah, but villain. it's like they embraced it, and it's like... Yeah, they, that's the thing. They didn't make him, like, something that the audience like, oh, I gotta fight Shocker. It's like, oh, you're you're watching... Oh, wow, you're showing me that artwork. That's that's pretty uh, pretty boring. Super edgy. Super we'll edgy. I'll have to tweet that out on the account later. Early 2000s. Anyone who wants to see that. I'm gonna do that right now. That <laughs> looks like Limp Biscuit. 
Limp Bizkit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I, too. The Limp Bizkit yeah. Spider-Man. I, too, love chocolate-flavored uh, hot, chocolate hot dog water. Is that what it was? The chocolate starfish and the something-flavored hot dog water. Oh, yeah. man. The Limp Bizkit album that got really big. Oh, yeah. 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 Fred Durst. Hey, don't you dare. That man is a treasure. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Someone. go as Fred Durst one of these Halloweens. Just watch. It's gonna happen. Oh, that's a painful thought. Yeah. Stop. By the way, while you're while you're tweeting that out, I have uh, I've I've talked about this on my show, but I have embarrassingly fond memories of a terrible, terrible game called Superman Returns. Oh. I, yeah. So Superman I, uh, Returns. I remember that. I, one. I went. I rented it. I returned it. I went back to buy it. Is it like, impossible to make a good Superman game? Okay, so I kind of want I would like to have this conversation with yeah. you guys because we were discussing it on my show and we couldn't really come up with a good answer. But like, for those of you who haven't played it, the only thing that game got right was the flying. Yeah, flying felt really good, but that's why I was talking about like you have to nail the locomotion, you have to nail the ability to move. Is it? And it, it, it works as a flight simulator. So I like went up to the guy, it was like five bucks because new because <laughs> they knew that game was terrible, <laughs> and they were like, I was like, I would like to buy Superman Returns. Are you sure? That's a yes. that's already a bad sign. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like one of only two times I've been potentially talked out of buying a game. The other one was <laughs> Fable Two. Okay, Ooh, that okay. was a lucky dodge. I I love the Fable. Series. I like Fable Two. What's I love their kooky, like British weird humor. But it was the thing with Fable Two is like, or all the Fable games, the the trick to enjoying those games is to not listen to a single word of Peter Molyneux in <laughs> that's in the, the lead up the to key. it. Yeah. Oh, do not listen or read anything. It's like Peter Molyneux says blank about Fable. Just. Click away. Yeah. Do not the look at it. Don't I've don't ever do seen. it. Just don't do it. <laughs> the worst or the best. Yeah. <laughs> no you one will hype way, you I like guess. Peter Molyneux. Uh, fair. It won't be accurate. Is that is that no going to be the tagline like now? Because I remember I remember like that him talking about um, one of the Fable games. I can't remember. He was it was probably one in the lead up to one where he was talking. He was hyping up how great it was going to be and how much the world mattered or whatever. Right? Like how much what you did mattered to the world. And he talked about how you could carve like your name into a tree. And come oh, back yeah, to the same yeah, yeah. tree like years, years later in the game, and would be like you know still there. And it was like, like as soon as he said that, I knew I'm like, there's no way, dude. Yeah. Like, stop it, cut it out. Like, I'm, I know, I know Pete, this. Pete, walk away, walk yeah. away, Pete. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. Yeah, don't do you it. You know, we need people like him though because he had big ideas. Like we've uh, the oh. ending of Fable Three is really bold and yeah. really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wanted to talk about, can you, is it possible to yeah. make a good Superman game? Yeah. My answer is absolutely. It has to be a Smallville game. Smallville? Ooh. Oh, man. Is that, that a cop-out, though? Arrow. No. Great era. No, because you're, you're talking about you have to get the locomotion right, you have to get the level of agency right, and you cannot start a video game in, and, and continue said video game in any way, shape, or form with adult Superman fully in control of his powers. It does not work. Either you are too overpowered for the entire game and it's not fun for someone because there is no challenge. You are just going through a story or there is deus ex machina that forces you into having to overcome in some nonsensical way that doesn't feel like you be having any real agency in the fact. Like think like um, the first Malak fight in KOTOR. Doesn't matter how powerful you were, at some point in time he was still going to spin you around like a whirlpool and Bastila was going to run in and say, I'll save you, while you ran away saying, but like, I can kill him now. Like, that's why I don't like scripted battles, right? So like, either he is too overpowered and it's not fun, or they take away his powers in some nonsensical way and you have to deus ex machina in order to finish it. The reason why small, like, not necessarily Smallville, but Teenage Superman 
in some sort of way makes sense because you are coming into your powers. That could work. You I really are dig that. learning them as you go. You are learning how to control them as you go. And so at the end, it doesn't feel... it Like, the entire game doesn't feel overpowered, and at the end of the game, it doesn't feel like you have to get away with Deus Ex Machina to do it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's natural progression to the game. But would that be, like, that could be potentially be, I could see that almost as an indie game, but I couldn't see that as, like, a full-on, like, it was kind of like Smallville is a big property. If you were, I, I mean, yeah, like, not any... Sure, but if you buy a Superman game, it's because you want to be Superman flying through Metropolis. That could be maybe the end game. Like, you, you have the story in that, and by the end of it, you have become that. But it's like, and, but you have so much end game content, though, to keep it going. After the main storyline, you are Superman, but afterwards you have all the villains. So, like, you want to design, like, 95% of a game in rural Kansas, basically. And then all I of don't. a sudden, for the 5% of the game, <laughs> that's when you design, like, the full... I don't. This is why or, I think it doesn't entirely work. Or you pretty much go the um, Red Dead Redemption arc, where it's, like, it's kind of new areas are revealed as the plot develops. No, no, I'm not a fan, like, of the sandbox. There are too many sandboxes, and it, you it's cannot... It's tough to pull You off. can't deliver a salt... Like, I, I feel like it's really, really, really difficult to fall, to deliver a solid, concise story with a sandbox. Well, you and I are in absolute, like, entire opposition in this thing. I think, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, the greatest game ever made, in my opinion, is The Witcher 3, which is basically the perfect sandbox. I think you can do it. I'm not sure if it makes sense for Superman, but if I play a Superman game, I want to be able to fly through Metropolis as Superman. That is number one, two, three, four, and five on my list. That's fair. <laughs> be able to grow up and learn to awkwardly use my heat vision. Like, that's such a personal thing to Superman, because if you're a video game player, you can't, like, you, you don't have the, like, if you're going, like, we'll take Man of Steel. I don't know how you guys feel about Man of Steel. The movie? Yeah. I love it. It's great. I, I'm Okay, good. We're one of the few people who actually <laughs> like Man of Steel. There's a lot of Man of Steel hate out there. But all the things that he goes through where he's learning his powers, where he's dealing with the superhero, where he's dealing with the heat vision, where he's dealing with the superpowers, all that kind of stuff, that's all such a personal thing. I don't know if it would come across to a, a player. You'd basically have to be Superman narrating his struggles, and you'd be like, oh, man, that sucks. But you couldn't really experience it with him. It's such a personal thing. What about like a telltale series of Superman growing up? Uh, that's See, that like potentially could work the same maybe. way they're doing. But that's then you're what, still That's the only missing. thing I can think of uh, like, with that. To me, if you do anything other than a Superman game where he's flying through Metropolis, yeah. like doing the Arkham City of Superman, he, he's a tough Telltale works. To get right. Telltale works for Batman because there is so much mental aspect to it, but there's like almost no mental. If you, yeah, I know. there's it, no it's like a tough thing. Eh? There's no mental aspect other than like emotional struggle for Superman, right? Mm. Like that's all it is. Is like it's a it's an emotional. There's not really like an intellectual struggle with how to be Superman. Um. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> Like I you kind guys of, are the comic I, book experts. How in the comics do they make Superman interesting? Uh, the fact that he is he real he Max Landis. I brought this quote yeah, up yeah. before. Max an American Land- alien. Yeah, yeah in American Great alien. Story. Max Landis says that Superman is uh, just a regular average Joe with the greatest power of all time. He's unstoppable. the The importance of Superman is yeah he's not a, the detective of Batman. He's not dealing with the same struggles, but he is. In personality and in, like, growing up, he is just a regular guy from the Midwest trying to do as best as he can by these powers that he had no idea. Like, the the best, I think John Burns' run is the best as far as Superman because he really doesn't find out about his powers until he's, like, late teens, early adult. So it's not, it's not Kal-El living on Earth and then getting superpowers. It is Clark Kent growing up and then suddenly having heat vision that he's like, oh, I suddenly have these powers. These are hmm. great. So it's like if you do that, if you just emphasize, like, I guess... Jeff Johns kind of did the same thing with uh, Superboy in uh, in Teen Titans. Yeah, his mm-hmm. Teen Titans run. Really so, good. like, 
Superboy is actually an interesting way of going about it because he knows he's a clone of Superman. Yeah, in American Alien. Max Landis says that Superman is just a regular average Joe with the greatest power of all time. He's unstoppable. The, the importance of Superman is, yeah, he's not the detective of Batman. He's not dealing with the same struggles. But he is, in personality and in, like, growing up, he is just a regular guy from the Midwest trying to do as best as he can by these powers that he had no idea. Like, the the best, I think John Burns run is the best as far as Superman because he really doesn't find out about his powers until he's, like, late teens, early adult. So it's not, it's not Kal-El living on Earth and then getting superpowers. It is Clark Kent growing up and then suddenly having heat vision that he's like, oh, I suddenly have these powers. These are great. So it's like if you do that, if you just emphasize, like, I guess... Jeff Johns kind of did the same thing with uh, Superboy in uh, in Teen Titans. Yeah, his Mm -hmm. Teen Titans run. So, like, Superboy is actually an interesting way of going about it because he knows he's a clone of Superman and has all these powers. If you wanted to make, like, a Superman game where you were flying around Metropolis being, like, ridiculously overpowered, like, you could go at it from a Superboy perspective because he doesn't have the same sort of anchor. You could deliver it from the same sort of idea as, like, um infamous where you can mm-hmm. be oh, either yeah. a good guy or a yeah. game you yeah. can take superboy yeah have all these superpowers and either become like a good guy or a bad guy because That'd it be makes it makes sense from that angle because yeah. superboy is a is a clone of superman using lex Luthor's dna mm-hmm. yeah that'd so, be cool so, so you like have that natural like not that, that that's that's a whole it allows the player but there's yeah. a lot more moral. It allows the player the agency of doing whatever the heck they want because like it doesn't make sense from a storyline perspective if you are a player in a sandbox flying around Metropolis as Superman to do stuff like picking up somebody's car with somebody in it and throwing it at somebody else. Like yeah. he would never do that. But it would make sense from a Superboy perspective. So what you're, it sounds like what you're describing. If we're if we're jumping around again, did you guys play Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction? I was I'm, going to mention that. Yeah, that sounds very much games like that were enjoyable. <laughs> Like that's almost what you need the super like if the only way I could think you could make a good Superman game is if you make like a good game with somebody else and then Superman is like a little switch like you unlock Superman at the very end and then you can just go through the sandbox as Superman. Yeah. Like to me that's the only way it really works. If you just make it with another Justice League character that's more like if you make a triple A AAA Wonder Woman game or something like that. And then I mean, you could make she's almost as considering that a Justice League movie is coming out. You could make, in theory, a really solid Justice League game and have mm-hmm. Superman be the last unlockable character. And that would work because in the DCEU, Gotham and Metropolis are basically just a river apart. So you could have just a massive sandbox with the Metropolis part unlocked at the end game. Yeah. And just have him be able to fly between the two cities. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right, we're going to take time, a little bit of a time here for a an ad, and then we'll be back to talk some more video games. We've got some bad ones to talk about yeah. coming up, so stick around, guys. This is Martin from Plumeray reporting from CJUM 101.5 Winnipeg. That was by far and away the shortest hot panda we've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. Normally they're like 43 seconds. That one was five, and I didn't even realize it. We're wow. back, um, <laughs> by the way. Spoilers. Uh, be on the panel here with, uh, my name's Brian. I'm here with Curtis, Braden, and Simon, um, who's joining us today for a special video game well, episode. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, we just finished talking about how to make a good Superman game, and it's very difficult. Like, it, <laughs> Yeah, it's not easy. But if you were to pull it off like The Witcher 3, it would be incredible, right? Like The Witcher 3 itself is such a good game. It's so impressive, but it's because it's done so perfectly. 
and you would have to have that sort of execution with a Superman game. It has to be a labor of love. Like we, uh, I've talked about it on my show many times that like the difference between a good game and a bad game is like you can have a a, a polished game that like works and functions and all that kind of stuff, but if you can tell when a game has the heart of the developer in it, and The Witcher Three clearly did. I mean, you brought up Infamous. I mean, it's not based on a comic book, as far as I know. No, it was an original property, but Infamous is one of the great superhero games of all time. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Both one and two are incredible video games. Like they're they're really but infamous is so And and the fact that it came out almost at the same time as a game with sort of an identical sort of idea and feel in prototype and yeah. it just blew it out of the water, like it's oh Well Prototype was by the same developers who we just talked about it who did Incredible Hulk Hulk Destruction. Yeah. And so they basically said, What if we, you know, cast off the shackles of Hulk and create with our own little and it was fine for like if you want a pure sandbox you can run around and be a doofus and then prototype was fine. Yeah. <laughs> but Infamous was like Infamous A had a way better story mm-hmm. than it deserved to have. And also, I can't think of a game that so perfectly melded your gathering of your powers with your hero's mental state. Mm-hmm. Like, because nowadays, like, I've been playing through Assassin's Creed. Nowadays, it's so easy to just have your powers be unlocked, right? Right. Like, just you get a level, earn a skill point, now you have heat vision or something like that. If you guys remember, in Infamous, basically, I mean, you got it through a power station, but always something emotional happened to Cole, and then he unlocked a new power yeah. through his emotion. So it always felt cathartic which is why i think that that sort of formula would work brilliantly for a superboy game but the problem is is like who is making that game but then where's the difficulty though if he's still as a if he's still as powerful as superman well again like it's the same sort of thing with the character growth is that like he learns uh, one of the one of the mainline things whenever they're talking about superboy is that he's learning how to do this right like he doesn't figure out or unlock how to use his heat vision until he's what like 16 or 17 in storyline yeah if you, if you want you can start off start him off in the game with basically like the 1930s superman powers like able to leap tall buildings in a single battle. punch things really hard yeah. absorb bullets like he's fast and he can jump and he can punch but you unlock the rest of the powers as the game goes by. Like, you can unlock heat vision, you can unlock ice breath, you can unlock flight. There's yeah. just a lot of potential as far as powers. At least I feel that way. I'm not necessarily, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert, right? So, like, I just kind of play games and, and hope that they're okay. <laughs> what yeah. other, like, iconic hero games would you say would, like, make your, make your, top, your top list? Oh, God. I had an insane amount of fun with Maximum Carnage. Oh, okay, yeah. Probably the only decent LJN game ever made, and it's so good. It's just, you know, it's a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up as Spider-Man, but, like, the villains are good. Um, You move fluidly. It feels fun to play as Spider-Man for the most part. It has some frustrating moments, but it's good. Okay. Um, I also spent uh, way way too much time in my teen years playing Ultimate Alliance. I was actually going to yeah. mention Ultimate Alliance is probably one of my favorite uh, comic book video games just because of the large the large cast. And the storyline was pretty solid in that game, too. I mean, it had something for everybody, right? Like, it had all of the it main... It was a lot of fun. It had all of the mainstream heroes that you could play as that, you know, would keep a, a, a person who was interested in beat-em-up video games but not superhero games mm. to stay involved in that. The story was actually yeah, it was it was it was uh, convoluted, but it was okay. It it made it made use of like all aspects of the Marvel universe, like it and it it was really it good. did. It touched on so many aspects. It got so many characters right. It got so much of the dialogue right. It had interchangeable dialogue depending on what characters you had in your yeah, party. Yeah, it was really, every single character really well had multiple different costumes, which was awesome for super for for comic oh, book fans like was, us. It was incredible and. Um, 
on 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 top of that, like if you were a completionist, there were so many unlockables. Yeah, there was. And whether or not you found all the unlockables actually made a di- and like did certain things oh, yeah. actually made a difference in how the game ended. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite character to play as? Who? I'm going to pass the buck first while I think about this. Okay. So somebody else uh, can answer oh, this. For me, it was my team was consistently uh, Moon Knight, Daredevil. I quite enjoyed uh, Mr. Fantastic. And then my fourth, I, I used Ghost Rider quite a bit. That was, wow. But I mean, I it, that's, that's the beauty with that game is so many characters. You can switch it up. You can try all kinds of different characters, different abilities. How about you, Brayden? I gotta admit, I never played Ultimate Alliance, That's so fair. I'm like the worst oh, person. They pretty much, like, in the early days of the Xbox era, they pretty much gave that game away, like, with pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. I remember I had Johnny Storm and Iceman. Yeah, the, you know, okay, yeah, I, I use them and quite a bit, too. Magneto and Storm. Oh, Storm. yeah, Ooh. that's right. You could use villains, Does too, anyone who Magneto was with. Magneto was console exclusive to the Xbox. I used Silver yeah. Surfer a lot, actually. Um, yeah, I, I forgot about who, Silver who Surfer. Are, who, are each of the, who are each of the exclusives? Oh man, we're going. There, well, wasn't we're Hulk an exclusive now. actually? Hulk was an exclusive, I think, to the PS2. Yeah, yeah um, you might have been right about. I want to say that Doom was also an exclusive to the PS2. Doom would have been fun. Oh man, was just because he was at the, the villain, where Doom got nuked by Odin. Yeah, I still remember that moment. <laughs> yeah, very very well. There were so many <laughs> awesome villains. Like uh, you got to fight great. Fing Fang Foom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Fing Fang Foom fight was incredible. It wasn't just Fing Fang Foom though. You fought Fing Fang Foom and somebody else because like on was Modok a playable character? No, he was no, villain, I don't though. think he was. He was a villain though. Yeah, that's right. I know Modok was in the game. The there were system. It lists here system exclusive characters um black panther was a lot of fun too uh the system exclusive ones but it doesn't say which system they were frigging exclusive for which is a shame oh here it does okay um so there were different exclusive ones uh for game boy advanced uh two different versions of the uh, game boy the advanced game boy. Version. i had the game boy one, the seventh two. generation versions which is ps3 which is an incredibly rare game now by the way if you can find ultimate alliance for the ps3 apparently that's super expensive and rare wow. Wow. yeah not the Xbox version, but the, the PS3 version is mm. insanely expensive. Um, and there was exclusives for the PSP version and for the PS2 version. Uh, so, uh, it looks as if Black Widow was a PSP exclusive. Captain Marvel was a PSP oh, exclusive. Okay. Um, uh, Colossus was 7th gen. Uh, Cyclops was remastered and PS2. Doctor Doom was remastered in PS2. That's awesome. Hawkeye was on all of them, but the Game Boy versions. Yeah. Hulk was on the PS2. Uh, Jean Grey was uh, Game Boy Advanced only. Uh, Magneto was on remastered, um, and the the seventh gen. Uh, same with Moon Knight. Namor was only on the Game Boy ones. Yes, I had the Game Boy one too, and Namor was awesome. Uh, Nightcrawler was on the PS2 and remastered. Oh, uh, Nightcrawler's amazing. Ronin was only on the Ronin was only on the PSP. Well, Ronin is just Hawkeye in a different identity. I'm surprised that wouldn't have just been an alternate costume for Hawkeye. Yeah, rather than being a separate character. Whatever. That's weird. Hawkeye is on the PS2 as well. On the PSP version as well. Uh, that's, and that's then Saber Tooth and Venom are both PS2 and remastered, and then Vision was Game Boy exclusive. Yeah, I um, remember that. So my my team, I spent a lot of time with Captain America. Uh, well, you could actually have like legit teams too, right? Like if yeah. you use a they certain bonuses, set of characters, they got bonuses. Yeah, yeah if you if you right. picked a if you picked a particular set, you got a bonus. Yeah, that's I remember that. Um, 
I think I ended up going with like the all most of the time I went with the all big team in front of me, and then I would play as like Hawkeye. Okay, I would I would take like Thing, Hulk. Oh yeah, Thing and, was a lot of fun. Like Thing and Hulk, and then like um, I don't know Wolverine or like Cap, and had just like have a row of tanks in front of me, and then just Hawkeye in the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good choice. I'm not good at video games. Like I just want to. I have fun hey, playing them. Fun. I play a lot of them. I'm not particularly oh, I'm not, good at I'm them. I'm not at all. You don't have any Dark Souls street cred. I beat the game. There you go. That's something. Oh. I, I uh, I've beaten Dark Souls. I've actually speedrun Dark Souls. I can I can beat Dark Souls in under two hours. But that doesn't mean I'm good. That just means I'm very good at memorizing things. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, in fact, being able to speedrun Dark Souls makes me less good at Dark Souls than actually being able to beat Dark Souls regularly because you fight far fewer people. Yeah, and you, you've probably found a way to cheese various bosses. Well, I mean, a Grave Lord Sword. Yeah. Basically. So, um. We haven't talked about, like, uh, I mean, we talked about the Arkham series, but the newest AAA superhero game is Injustice. Yeah. God's Among Us, yeah. I I've played, that deserves to be I've talked played, about for a little bit. I've played Injustice 1. I have not played Injustice 2. It's good. Yeah, the story in it has been incredible. Like, the, the actual seen. Injustice universe and, like, the, the whole backstory and, like, the comic is really good. Oh, the comic itself is just beautifully written. I, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. I don't like it. The comic? I love the comic. I don't like the games. Whoa. The story is brilliant. I hate the Mortal Kombat fight system. I hate it. Hate it. Cannot stand it. I'm such a big fan of, like, in terms of fight games. What I'm, about Marvel vs. Capcom? I'm okay. I'm more I'm, okay. I'm about to leap over this table right now. I, because I don't, mind, I don't mind Street Fighter. I don't mind Street Fighter. Street Fighter's fine. I can deal with Street Fighter. I can't deal... The, the, the fighting games that I'm awful at and can't deal with because they're too slow-paced and awful, in my opinion, are Mortal Kombat and Tekken. I don't like either of them. <laughs> Get out with that nonsense. I'm good with Street Fighter and the Japanese... All the Japanese ones like Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue and stuff, I'm fine with those. But, yeah, so I'm not a fan of Injustice. Oh, man, I love... Love Mortal Kombat, love Injustice, love Ed Boon. <laughs> Played them since the beginning, and plus they do have, like, I'll be honest, I'm kind of ashamed to be on this show, because I, like, picked up and read a comic book since I was, like, so young. Except for Injustice. I mean, that's fair, I though. the entirety right? of like, the Injustice, uh, the comics. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's, cool. that's fine though. Like that's it was, it was basically like the first time Superman was interesting that I had read, because I haven't, like, I know you guys have been listing off all these deep cuts, but, like, <laughs> it's, when you're a newbie like me and you walk into a comic book store it's a bit intimidating so I was yeah, like hey I totally. know the game so I'll like pick this up and I was like oh Superman's a oh, Wonder Woman's kind of a douche but uh, Superman's kind of interesting for the first time yeah I mean he was he's been really good like let's let's he's been really good for a while in my opinion yeah, um, yeah. so yeah um yeah. just to uh, change gears for a second we've been talking about like console games and that and then single players can we shift the conversation to superhero MMORPGs? You want sure. to talk about City of Heroes, don't you? City of Heroes. Yeah, I knew it. Oh, that was one of the that is honestly one of the best video games I've ever played. I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm Every just... single attempt to try and recreate the feeling that City of Heroes gave has been just awful mm-hmm. since. I got to say though, DC Universe Online isn't that eh. bad. It's got it's got its fun parts. My biggest problem with it is that, like, the whole entire purpose of an MMO is that you are creating a character that you are developing from the ground up. Mm -hmm. And you are taking the time and effort to to develop that character from the ground up. And DC Universe Online, at every single possible possible opportunity in turn, shoves a better DC superhero in your face (laughs) and says, look how much better this superhero is. And they come in and they either save your ass or you have to play as them in order to finish a quest. And so it just it makes you feel as just you were another spoke on the wheel. And that, I don't like that at all. That's fair. 
Like, I'm kind of fine being in that position in the DC universe, just the fact that I'm able to, like, fight alongside Superman and the Flash and everything and, like, design my hero's own costume and everything as far yeah. as coloring and that. And even, like, you don't have to be afraid of new of upgraded armor and that kind of taking over, and you're like, oh, well, my guy looks great in this. Like, this is how I, I always imagined him. But this piece has better stats. It's like, no, you can turn off the look of that better stats item so you can keep what your hero looks like in your mind, and he still has all the upgraded items. Or as we call it, fashion souls. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge fan of that. Fashion souls is the most important part of any game. Most important part <laughs> of any game. The amount of the amount of time I spent in the newest Pokemon games trying to get the best look. Oh my god, dude. And <laughs> I'm sure. almost ashamed. Um, the best superhero game ever to come out on a PC, and it now no longer exists, R.I.P., is Infinite Crisis, the DC that was That was very short-lived. I, I do remember that, though. I, I, it was so good. I played it. I hated it. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. Like I, I'm okay with League of Legends. I enjoy playing that. But it's just it was so clearly League of Legends with just a facelift. Yeah, but who like cares? League of Legends itself is a well-designed, good game. Mm-hmm. All, they took they took some of the mechanics, they implemented some of, the, of their own mechanics, and put in superheroes. Not only that, but they had little flavor and story spiced all over the place. That's all I want from like a game like that, right? Like League of Legends is fine, and you go in there, but being able to like play as Batman. And to walk, like, to be on a team with Harley Quinn and walk past her and have Batman spout some, like, inane line about, this doesn't make us friends, Harley. Like, <laughs> that's cool. That's fun. That's interesting and unique. Like, it, just, the, it wasn't unique enough for me as far as, like, mechanics and that. Uh, yeah, I'm, but every MOBA is going to be the same, right? Like, yeah. every MOBA is going to be almost identical. Like, what what new thing are you going to put into a 5v5 superhero, like a DC MOBA that's going to change really anything, right? But I don't know. It was fun. It it felt less serious than than League of Legends did. The community felt less serious because, like, it was just a bunch of people there that were interested in playing a MOBA that was based around their favorite superheroes. I don't know. I found it a lot of fun. What about worst games? Swamp Thing. Get out of there, here. There's too many, like, bad games to talk about just because, you know, you probably have to pay for... Uh, we tried to go down through a, a breakdown of what the average game costs. Like, I think GTA was like $500 million, but your average game, I Googled it, was like a $40 million budget. So what does... That's insane, actually. What does the license, purely the license for a superhero cost? Like $10 million? At least. Probably right? more. So, like, now all of a sudden your budget's cut into a quarter. So, like, it, it's... We could literally just sit here and Google a list of the bad games, but you don't... I actually it. did. Just ones that stand out to you that were, like, <laughs> exceptionally Superman terrible. Returns. <laughs> Super- Superman Returns is on this list. Oh, yeah. It's gotta be. Uh, Superman 64 on this Ooh. list. Aquaman Battle for Atlantis. Uh, Batman Beyond is on that list. Uh, Batman Dark Tomorrow. Uh, Aquaman Battle for yeah, Atlantis. Aquaman Battle for Atlantis. The Uncanny X-Men for the NES, which mm-hmm. actually has an angry video game nerd rant about it, and it's well-warranted. <laughs> uh, Crow, City of Angels. Ooh, that was just a rough movie. Uh, like, the first Crow, great. City of Angels, the second one. Fantastic Four from 97. Of course. Uh, Iron Man 2. Spawn the Eternal. You know what? I was actually just going to bring it up. If uh, if Rocksteady, like the, the creators of... There's been rumors that they're going to try to make a Superman game. But if I could go and convince those guys to make one superhero game, it would be Spawn. 
How on. great would a okay. truly great AAA spawn be? We Incredible. have a spawn that movie coming so out. Good. It'd be really good. Yeah, that's that is true. It's on the horizon. It'd be yeah. really good. Um, um, Hellboy would be interesting too. My honestly. least favorite, uh, my least favorite superhero game of all time is Swamp Thing for the NES. <laughs> I've heard about that. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. I'm at the time. At the time, I wasn't. I, w- I was just starting to get into comics. My dad had just introduced me to them, and, he, and like one of my friends was like, "Hey, I've got this great superhero game. I need to play. I need you to play." And he actually introduced it like that. I still think to this day he was just being incredibly sadistic. <laughs> <laughs> but the jumping mechanics are awful. You can like uh, just the way that the game controls is just bad. You as Swamp Thing, you move slower when you're in the swamp, which makes no sense. Yeah, that is odd. Um. You have, like, snot-like projectiles. The enemies make no sense whatsoever. It's basically, like... The, it makes no attempt to tell you how how much health you actually have. It's just bad. Mm-hmm. It's just bad. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's not as hyped or on the same sort of level as, like, a Superman 64 because people were really excited about that. Yeah. And that game is pretty much unplayable. And I'm sure that you could, like... I'm sure that you could get a good... Like you could get good fun out of that Swamp Thing NES game, but I, man, just it just the dis, the moment of disappointment that that was. There is a difference. Like when you're playing, I think with with games, I'm sure comic books, movies, whatever. There's a different level of bad, as in bad broken, and there's a, like bad disappointing actually hurts more, doesn't it? Yes. Oh God, yes, it hurts way more. That's why, like, I don't know. I think Braden, you were on for the Mass Effect three talk. But when I, we did our Mass Effect Andromeda talks, it hurt so much yeah. because it was so disappointing. And it's like a good example of that is while Spider Man two for the PlayStation two is amazing, Spider Man two for the Game Boy Advance is just so disappointing. Or even Spider Man three. Oh, oh yeah, Spider Man three, even Spider-Man for the PlayStation three. two. We had to like take over the burrows and like yeah. deliver berries and stuff like that. Grand Theft Spidey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand Theft Spidey. It was Spider Man too. Like it was the look of that, but it just didn't have the soul of the game. It was just yeah. so empty. That's what I mean. A good yeah. game's gotta have gotta have heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, is uh, anything else you guys wanted to discuss in terms of? Now I'm just hyped. What, what was your game. What was your first <laughs> superhero game? We might have covered those already, but like, what was the one that introduced you either to video games or to superheroes themselves? Uh, Spider-Man on the PS One, hundred percent, and particularly like Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two. It like I, you know, I don't know how old you guys are, but I was like, you know, five when that game came out because it's been quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was kind of at the age where I couldn't really, I could play video games, but I couldn't beat video games, you know, without putting yeah. in some cheats. And they had a ton of cheats. Yeah, like you could basically like put on a Captain America suit and like change your powers. If you guys remember back in those games, they were pretty crazy. Oh, yes. man, yeah. Yeah, like you could insane. change your webbing. You could change, like, you could be invincible. You could be, like, bulletproof. You could jump, like, three times higher <laughs> back when cheats were a thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I just have, like, really, really fond memories. And getting into superheroes, watch my brother play it. And then the very end, if you guys remember, when uh, Carnage infects Dr. Octopus. Yep. And then you have to, like, run away from him. And also, that was the first time I realized how funny Spider-Man was. He's so funny. He was, like, hilarious in that game. There's not a lot of good comedy games anymore. They were more popular back then. Yeah. And that's kind of what got me hooked. I don't know. I feel like it was easier back then because you couldn't... You didn't have to... People didn't expect your superheroes to spurt out quips or, like, your characters to spurt out quips while you were running around and playing. Yeah, you didn't have Bruce Campbell narrating it. Putting in his two cents every once in a while. I mean, like when you play a Spider-Man game now, or like the Deadpool game, you know he starts talking as you're punching, and there are only so many lines you can record, and people are going to run through all of those lines eventually. 
and there's only so many times you can hear. You know, I mean, it's a sports game problem, too. Yeah. We were talking about NHL off air. I That's, turn off commentary. It's horrible. I do. I When I'm when I'm playing sports video games, wrestling video games, commentary right off immediately. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. I just don't... I don't have the time and patience for it. I don't. Um, for me, it was uh, the X-Men game on the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. It came out in 93, but I didn't get to play it probably till 94 and 95. Mm-hmm. I had a Genesis growing up. My, I wasn't even born in 95. So. My, uh, my dad Little would... Little boy. <laughs> if, I, if I spent... If I was particularly good during a, during a given week and helped out with the chores around the house, my dad would stop by on Friday night and pick up a video game. And I get to awesome. play. I get to play for the weekend, and he brought that one home once. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably the first one I... I mostly played sports games. Oh, yeah. It was mostly sports games and a lot of Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> a lot of Toe Jam and Earl, which is a great game. Uh, but yeah, the X-Men for the Genesis was the first superhero game I played. Nice. I think oh. my first one, and uh, it's got, I used to live in Dauphin, and every weekend or every second weekend, we would come into Winnipeg and we would stay at my grandparents, and my grandparents had a SNES in their living room, and we, we lived like less than a block away from a pick-a-flick. What were your grandparents doing with a SNES in the living room, by uh, the Because they're cool. Apparently, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, but uh, one of the I can't remember if I can't remember if we actually had the game. If we just rented it forever from Pick a Flick back in the days of rental. Yeah, and uh, it was Batman. I miss those oh, so good. Oh, I miss Pick a Flick even today. But uh, Batman Forever for the SNES. I feel so sorry for you. You know, I you have my condolences. <laughs> the movie movie is fine. Like I I don't think it's a great Batman movie. I don't think it's a great superhero movie by any measure. But like I enjoy watching Batman Forever. Oh no, I am talking specifically about how awful that video game. In is. retrospect, that game is brutal. It took all the fun things about the early Mortal Kombat's and tried to turn it into a side scrolling beat 'em up, and that does not but work. But when, when you're young, though, yeah, like when, you don't look at things the same way. Yeah, but and the fact the pretty much the the. Um, the atmosphere and the art scheme match Joel, Sh- Joel, Joel Schumacher's movie really well because it's like you're Batman running through like these corridors that almost seem made of chitin or chiton. Like it's just like it feels very much like the world Joel, Sh- Joel Schumacher was going for, where it's a mix of neon lighting and like almost gothic chiton architecture. It's it's just great running through, and then you have like the colorful characters of Two Face and Riddler. Oh yeah, against the really like black backgrounds and everything. I liked Batman Forever, Forever the movie. I think we talked about yeah. this. Yeah, that was on our Batman episode. Oh, you weren't even there for that. Oh, man. We're, we're, we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back to talk about we Batman. Will sure we will return. I just had to uh, I just had to Google it because I couldn't remember the name of it. Did you guys ever play Batman Vengeance? No. Which it wasn't was a that? particularly good game. I had it for the, I think, GameCube. Was that the uh, the one based on the Bruce Tim animated series? Yeah, and uh, like it, yeah. it literally felt exact. I mean, the, the game wasn't great, but That's the way it looked certainly. I, I had the PS2 version of it. Yeah. That game made me feel like an idiot. Yeah, this art style is actually kind of nice. In uh, it looks good. Jet Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's it's a beautiful game to play, but it's just for like eight or nine year old me. So many of those puzzles were over my head. Yeah. Even even in like the training, even in like the uh, tutorial section in the Batcave, it took me like three hours to figure out how to do the grappling hook and everything. <laughs> I was had so a good bad list at of villains. It. Had a good list of villains too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joker, Freeze, Ivy. That's not bad. I, I got as far as the freeze section before I rage quit forever from that game. Yeah, if you can, like, bury it or dig it out from whatever pile of crap it's under, it's probably the closest thing you can get to playing the Batman mm-hmm. animated series. It's got, I, th- I remember the storyline kind of being, like, dark. Like, even yeah. for the Batman show, that was kind of a dark storyline. Yeah. 
I mean, it's like came out like 2001, so. <laughs> uh, you can pick it up on the GameCube on Amazon for seventy dollars. Uh, it's not any worse than current prices for games. So. Not that yeah. I would ever uh, encourage people to download Dolphin and find things that way. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we try not. Oh, uh, if you own an original Xbox, four dollars and seventy-five cents. There we uh, go. You can get it on the PS2 for two dollars and sixty-two cents. Yeah, there we go. That's what I like to hear. So just $2. don't sixty-two. Yeah, don't get the GameCube version. All right, uh, you guys ready for the wrap-up? Moving okay. on to uh, this week's releases and bestsellers. I guess. Yeah. So uh, last week's bestsellers: Batman Lost, number one. Of course. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corp. Thirty-two. Uh, Detective Comics nine sixty-eight. Action Comics nine ninety-one. We're getting close to a thousand. And that close. That oh, one Curtis, down. your boy, Mister Miracle, number four. Yes, oh, I'm glad to hear that made that it up there. That was so on the list. good. Phenomenal comic. Flash thirty-four. Awesome. Wonder Woman thirty-four. Star Wars thirty-eight. Moon Knight one eighty-eight. I read Moon Knight one eighty-eight. It was great. <laughs> and Titan seventeen. It's a whole lot of DC. Uh, uh, like so we're going to forgo most of the most of the new the bestseller or the new the releases uh, to talk about one in particular. Yeah, there's really one that's that people we have need to know about. a very short amount of time. So try and keep your sentiments to this very brief but doomsday clock. Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, Watchmen. Need I see? Need I say any more? No. Brad Anderson, Winnipeg artist who's Meta also doing the C4. colors. It's gonna yeah. be. Yeah. It's gonna be incredible. Yeah, it's gonna be, be great. so freaking. Looking good. forward to next Wednesday. All right. Um, so and Justice League and Punisher drop on Friday. By the way. Yeah. So um, check that out, people. Really excited about that. I'm not excited about the Justice League movie. We'll I'm see. not excited I'll, about I'll be there Justice on Friday. Uh, we'll probably talk about it. Huh? The, the reviews are coming out. People, everybody's saying movie's great. Has a ton of flaws, but it's great. So I'm excited we, about. We that. shall we shall make a review for a show on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about it on Tuesday. Sweet. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for that episode, Justice League. Um, thank you, Simon, for joining us. Thanks for having Thanks, me. We'll have to uh, so get excited. the cross to come come over. We'll have to get a couple of you guys to come back over. We'd love to a crossover. We'd love to. I'm sure this right. won't be the first, the last time because there are so many, still so many things we want to talk about in terms of video games. Oh, yeah. When that Spider Man, when that Spider Man game comes out, <laughs> you should come back on and we'll talk oh, about. For sure. We'll talk about it again. Oh, yeah. You guys got the full hour. It's so nice. Ooh. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Um, you don't know who 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 I had to get pictures of in order to get the full hour. So <laughs> we're we're happy that we have it though. <laughs> um, thank you so much. If you want to catch up with us, you can email us beyond the panel umfm at gmail dot com or hit us up on Twitter at btp comic umfm. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. For Curtis, Braden, and Simon, this has been Brian on Beyond the Panel. Thanks so much. See you next mission. Thank you.